Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Sports Day. beautiful day. it up it's sports day with dan day signature sunday that is right the dolphins have a chance to have a signature win this season maybe the biggest signature win of this early nfl season up in philadelphia with those rowdy Drunk as hell, rude as hell fans. Sorry if you're listening from Philadelphia, but you know you are. You know who you are. Loud, proud, crazy. Miami can go in there, shut everybody up, and against a very good team, get a win. What will people be saying on Monday? They'll be saying the Dolphins, best team in the NFL. Well, maybe second best. They really do like San Francisco. But also what they could be saying is, "Mm, Dolphins can't win a big one. They can't beat a more physical team. Oh, okay. That's why we play the game. 820 tonight is going to be the kick. It is going to be big. It is going to be wild with all eyes watching. Last night, it was signature Saturday. That's right. Mario Cristobal gets his second signature this year when it comes to wins. Pretty much the second signature win of his tenure at the Miami Hurricanes, and what a way that he did it. My goodness. Tyler Van Dyke, we learned in the last hour of the show yesterday, we learned that Tyler Van Dyke, not going to play. Now it's all about Emory Williams. How are you going to beat Clemson, who's been the class of the ACC for a decade now? With your backup quarterback, at least you're at home. How are you going to do it? Oh, you do it by playing clutch. A little bit of defense here and there. In double overtime, it's all about the U. What a job. In fact, I was so hyped up earlier today. My cousin Vladimir Luison joining me right now. I was so hyped up earlier today, Vlad. I couldn't sleep. Well, that's not really the reason why. Nonetheless, I couldn't sleep. I put together a little montage so we can get hyped up about what happened last night with the U. Cora Gallus comes forward, and away we go from Hard Rock Stadium. Emery Williams, George Smith in the backfield with him. Smith will take the handoff. Oh, he's got a big hole for George Smith. Here we go. And midfield is at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. One man to beat. George Smith into the end zone. He fumbled the ball. In the end zone, he went 80 yards and fumbled the ball. Smith went 80 yards and there's a flag down. Did he cross the plains? Oh my goodness. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got 
clock five. Plumnick wants to throw. End zone for Brian Stoles. Jim Williams is there. Brian Stoles, does he have it? Incomplete. He has it, out of bounds. bounds. After further review, the ruling on field is a touchdown. <laughs> Well, my dear friends, I don't know what else to tell you. Some more ACC cooking. Yeah. Williams a throw. End zone. Hold the young. He's got it! Andre Barbora Gallus comes on trying to tie this thing up. Off the right hash mark, 38-yard kick. Snap is down. Kick is on the way. It is good. We're tied at 17 with 152. The play of the game. Here's the snap. Gives Allen. Dives AJ Allen. In He goes in behind McCoy and Maui Noah. Allen punches it in, and it's an eight-point lead for Miami in double overtime, 28 to 20. And now Clemson has the pressure back on them. Really knuckle under the pressure, or can Klubnik deliver? Fake, yeah, no, he's going to run it himself, left side, he's going to be... Down, it's over. Bye now. Miami wins it. He was stopped. He was stopped. Corey Flay got him. Corey Flay got him. Miami wins. They fed him at Hard Rock Stadium. It's a dream, but it is real. Miami wins 28 20 in double overtime. With an unlikely win, the U do it. Let's break down the unlikeliness right there. First of all, you find out day of, a couple hours before, that your starting quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, will not play because of leg and hand injuries. So you got freshman Emory Williams at quarterback. You're playing Clemson, still a team, maybe not as formidable as they were a couple of years ago, still a very good team. And then you get into overtime where, let's be honest, this coaching staff has kind of been under scrutiny for not making the clutch plays. Oh, wait a minute. Let's be honest here. A lot of people are upset for them not being aggressive. Oh, I know. I got, the end I got text. The Worst coaching staff ever from my friend Carol and stuff like that. She's a Miami alum. Doesn't matter. In the clutch, you would have said this before the game. Okay, backup freshman quarterback for the U against Clemson, and it's going to come down to overtime. You would have said, oh, we're just lucky to get to overtime with a backup quarterback. But no. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're also down by 10. Going into the fourth quarter. No worries. Make it happen. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby. We're going to get into the ramifications and what last night's game meant for the U in just a few minutes. But first, let's get you updated on all the glorious, for the most part, glorious headlines that we have this glorious, for the most part, glorious Sunday morning. Really? And it's not really morning. Seems like the Canes were the only glorious thing from last night. Let's run it down. Let's see what we got. Tyler Van Dyke did not play due to a leg and hand injury. In his place, Emory Williams led the Canes to a 28-20 double overtime victory. Corey Flagg had the game-ending sack. Miami, they play Virginia Saturday at 3.30. The first win at home in the ACC 
in the Mario Cristobal era. That monkey's off his back now. And by the way, Vlad, two signature wins this year, Texas A&M. Uh, uh, calm down with the signature, man. He hasn't relaxed with the John Hancock wins, okay? Let's do this. We talked about this yesterday. You lose last night. Signature win against A&M after you lose, then you lose to Georgia Tech. Nobody's caring about that A&M win anymore. That's a signature loss. But this win changes the whole trajectory of the season. Like I said, you win against Clemson, bump in the road, bad decision against Georgia Tech. You got outclassed by UNC, who lost last night, by the way, to Virginia, who we're playing next. Nonetheless, that's okay. You go lose to UNC. Now you're back on the horse. You're not spiraling down. That not taking a knee has cost you the rest of the season. You've lost your composure. You've lost your quarterback. The season is lost. The season's no longer lost, Vlad. Am I right with that? I mean, the season, you still got two losses. Yes. Okay. I don't really see you being finishing with the second best record in the ACC. So you just got to win, stack up the wins, have a better season than you did this than last yes. year. Okay. And see if you, what you can do. Maybe, I'll tell you this, you beat Florida State in Tallahassee, oh. then, then a, lot of the, a, a lot of the stains are, are removed. Florida State season. had their problems with Duke last night. Until the second half, and then they whooped that ass. Uh, yeah. Well, really, kind of the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, second half, they were, they were pretty much beating them down. And then, yeah, that fourth quarter, and Riley Leonard's not that guy. Or he, he hurt himself again, though. He, hurt him. he did hurt himself. He again. did hurt himself again, but, I mean, Duke's not there yet. No. But a lot of teams in the ACC aren't there. North Carolina got to a one in five Virginia team. That's horrible. That went in there. And, I mean, Virginia was up pretty much the whole game. I mean, like, they were in it the whole game. It was not like, you know, they had some miraculous no. play at no. the end of the game. They they outplayed. And it wasn't a letdown because they were up. North Carolina was up two possessions. And at home. So, I'm not. That's why these losses kind of this thing. Because all right, fine, you lose to Carolina. That happens, but I, but you you beat Georgia Tech right now. You're two and one. Yeah, you're looking good if you if you just take that knee. All your only loss was to at the time an undefeated team at their place by ten points. Yeah, you're not looking. You're not. It's different. Even though it was a great win. Listen, I just wanted him to win. He needed a, a conference win. They the team needed a win. Uh, they had obviously, like you said, TVD not playing. And we found out about it literally an hour before the pregame show. Yeah, I would say we found out at Shout about 3.30. 3.30, you, you told me. Yeah, like you he, he put it, and I'm like, let me go check it out now. And then I look, I was like, oh, he was right. So, yeah. So, a lot of a lot of people would have been, um, would have expected them to lose. but Well, yeah, they had every excuse to lose. But they, and then, you know, they did common king things. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, bad penalties. Come on, man. Know that you crossed the goal line on the touchdown. Got to know. You got to know. Like, those are things Those are things that if a team loses, you're going to be upset. You're going to be like, what's going on? Are they not focusing? Are they not disciplined? Like, these are the type of things that you start questioning the staff. Are you have, do you have these guys ready? Because they're doing things that they should not be doing, and it's costing the team, and it's punishing the team. But – Second half, they responded. He was making throws. The kid was making throws, man. Oh, and he's been, I mean, when I say impressive, when he gets in, Emory of course, was it's, making throws. it's been against second and third string and against lesser teams, but at the same time, he's looked poised throughout the whole season. Got in there, did it. Another signature about last night, we can officially say the legacy and the dynasty of Clemson, the dynasty of Clemson is pretty much done. Thank you, UM.
Thank you. I'm sick and tired of that nasty orange. It's it's just funny how Debo Samuel went from being the greatest coach in the world, Dabo? and now people are, Debo. No, I'm thinking about Debo Samuel. Dabo Sweeney went from being the darling of coaches to now people are like, man, how outdated is this guy? Yeah, it looks so. It looks six, so six years ago. Yeah, everything he does is like just so man, old school. Mm. We're going to talk about the ramifications and just everything that surrounded the big Hurricanes win last night in just a few minutes. But right now, I want to talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. and Alec Ingold are expected to play today for the Dolphins when they kick off at 8.20. The Eagles, they are still favored in this game. We're going to talk about this all day also, man. So, I mean, you get some more running back help and the fullback, Alec Ingold, is supposed to be playing. We're going to see game time decisions. This one's huge, man. I mean, it does, does it, I mean, it does get bigger. But in the regular season, does it get much bigger than this? Eagles, uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Week Seven, five and one. Both teams five and one. Both teams with best records in their conference. Nah, yeah. this, right now is uh, it's probably. I'm saying as far as regular season games, yeah, yeah, and no, not not I towards the it, end I, when you're winning, playing for the division the and all I that. Think, I mean, the Cowboys Niners was a big game, but that was a blowout. I think this is probably gonna. This is the biggest game where this is the biggest game of the season where I think it's gonna be competitive. Right. It's going to be actually like you're looking at it's going to be there's no blowout. I cannot I cannot see either team blowing the other team. I oh, see. I want to take this to the OK Corral and have a shootout tonight, man. I want my my right. heart in my being a throat whatsoever. I want to be excited. I might even go down to Prima Pasta, catch some dinner and some beers and watch the game there. I don't know, man. Maybe Messi will stop by. Speaking of Messi, he's probably resting up today. He played all 94 minutes last night in Inter Miami's loss. To Charlotte FC, one nothing. That is season over for the Herons. Hmm. Mm. And by the way, I'm guessing Vlad, it wasn't a very exciting game. I saw Charlotte scored in the 13th minute, and that was it. That was it. They scored in the 13th minute. The second half, the 90th minute, was actually exciting, where Inter Miami had three near opportunities to equalize the game, but uh, Charlotte's goaltender uh, denied. And Charlotte's going into the wild card game. Yes, they have made it into that play-in game. Play-in so, game, yes. No congratulations to them. That was, that was meant for us. The Heat finalized their roster yesterday, signing Drew Smith to a multi-year deal and putting Cole Swider on a two-way deal. They also waived Justin Champigny and my favorite player on the team, Czech Diallo. Dog. Season starts Wednesday, 7.30, Caseya Center against Detroit. Very nice start. A no, team, team to sure? start against. They always play the the Pistons gave them hell last year. No, no, no. I'm saying it's a good team to start against because they're not good, but they're not bad, and they have a lot of exciting people to watch on the Pistons. Who? So, name, name you one. Cade Cunningham. He I don't, I don't think he's playing. Last I know he's not playing. Uh, they got some guys, man. Like, I've watched a bunch of the Detroit games, and I've been interested in some of their young talent and stuff like that. So it's also a winnable game. You want to win that first game of the year? Trust me. There was one year the Pelicans, the first three, uh, no, I'm sorry, first two out of three games, they played the Golden State Warriors. Back when the Golden State Warriors were, you know, winning record numbers of games. It's like, eh. Uh, oh, soft landing. Sam Reinhardt had two goals in the third period, but it was not enough as the Panthers fell to the Canucks 5-3. to three. Next up, the winless San Jose Sharks come to town Tuesday at 745. Ooh. 7.45? Yeah, it's an odd start because the ESPN's doing like this mayhem on the ice where every team plays, so they stagger all the games. Ah, oh, okay. 
Uh huh. I was listening to Doug Plagans off the air when people asked him like, that question. No, I was like, geez. Because someone else asked that yesterday. He's like, yep, 7.45. I was like, okay, because it's some, some type of craziness every game, every team, all night long. Should be fun, though. Got to beat San Jose. Did not play very well against the Canucks last night, I will admit. There was an open goal at the end of the game, but at the same time, empty net or whatever. But at the same time, the Canucks were up pretty much most of the game. Most of the game. Yeah. Sam Reinhardt's having a season, though, even though it's an early season. It's one of those things, Vlad. We're back in purgatory, but we can't say anything because it's all about the playoffs. Paul Maurice, just just trust. And also, there's been some injuries. But once again, I'm not making comments on the the Panthers are the Heat until let it be. until about midway through the season. They'll reassess and just kind of like FAU fell to Texas San Antonio 36 to 10. They play Charlotte Friday at 7:30. FIU, you know they're playing a Wednesday game, seven o'clock against Jacksonville. Zach Wheeler was wheeling and dealing for the Phillies, pitching seven innings and giving up one run as Philadelphia took a 3-2 series lead over the Diamondbacks, winning 6-1. Tonight, the Astros look to close out the Rangers at 8. We said it yesterday, Vlad. I don't know who's going to win between the Diamondbacks and Phillies. Then I realized Zach Wheeler was pitching. We both automatically went... Oh, yeah, no, he's been, he's been the best pitcher in the postseason so far. He's been unbelievable. He's like that Madison Bumgarner. Remember that year Madison Bumgarner couldn't lose? They would throw him three yeah. times in a yeah. seven-game series. Yeah. Two times Madison, Garden, Madison Bumgarner was the, the best pitcher in the postseason. Every time he was in the postseason for the Giants, they would win. They would win every other year, man. Every, he had to rest his arm in those off years. But then every other year, right there. Goodness. The NFL has warned teams that there will be significant punishment for fighting before, during, or after games. No specifics were given, though. I kind of like the fights, so whatever. NFL things. No fun league. Talk no fun. I'm saying, let them let them have their their skirmish. They can get into it regardless. So why not? Speaking of fun, though, we always have fun when we take a step into the day spa. Ah, yes. I wasn't ready for the day spa. Oh. Please prepare yourself. Yeah, you don't want to just walk in naked. No, don't do that like a certain damn day. Yeah, I've done that at spas. At a spa once. That's the only spa I went to. A man in Poland posed as a mannequin at a shopping mall for hours so that when they closed, he was able to loot the place. That's smart. (laughs) That's dedication to the game, man. (laughs) Hold your breath. I don't know how you do the whole mannequin thing, but nonetheless, then go in there and loot it. Ah, looting. Looter, that's that's hardcore right there. Up next, we want to dive into this Hurricanes win last night, kind of see what it said to us and what it might mean for them going forward here on Sports Day 560 WQAM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is a Dolphins Sunday, a signature Sunday. And at 8.20, we're going to find out why. Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles from the link. Lincoln Financial Field over there in Philadelphia. People are getting ready. Eight hours in advance. I love it. Too soon. Never too soon. Start getting things going. But last night, Miami Hurricanes took care of business with backup quarterback Emery Williams. We heard Tyler Van Dyke wasn't playing. I was aghast for a little while. Like, what are we going to do? Well, ran the ball, played some defense. Emery Williams made some mistakes. But in the end, double overtime, getting that Two-point conversion after the touchdown, and then the big stop Corey Flagg gets at the end of the game. We talked about this, Marcos. really does make you feel good because... Flagg. Man. Oh, there's some dude that looks like Marcos outside. That's what you get for not sleeping for four days. Okay. Vlad. Hmm, man. Let's rewind that one. Uh, (laughs) So... You get the big win. What does it mean? Well, we say it stops the bleeding. It stops what we felt as though it would be a downward spiral. You make the mistake against Georgia Tech. You go out there, you get beat by UNC. You've been making a lot of mental errors. Not that, Vlad, we didn't make a lot of mental errors last night. But it stops the kind of bleeding, the downward spiral. You feel like you've kind of leveled out everything. And you prove to yourself that you could win in a clutch game. Next week you get Virginia. Now we know Virginia, not a great team, but they went into North Carolina and gave North Carolina their first loss last night. Do you feel as though this is a win that kind of set everything right? Or is it a win that's just, you know, two teams that both wanted to lose? Maybe both? No, it's just it's a win that stopped the bleeding. And let's see what happens next week against Virginia. Because you got to now, you can't take Virginia lightly. They're coming no. in on a hot. So then you need to beat them and therefore set up that NC State, Florida State back to back road weekend. That's going to be a tough one, right? That's going to be a tough one. I think if you, you went to, that was a good win last night, overtime, home win, sent the, the crowd happy. Because you know they were, they were, ugh. Those first three quarters, they were very, very upset uh, with the referee, with the plays, play calling, with the act, execution of plays, and the officials. For the life of me, I don't understand how that wasn't a safety, but Mm-mm. it didn't come. It did not bite us, and it did not bite us in the end. Let's just stack it up. Just good win. Clearly, right now, what they I can say is that the team is still with Mario after that whole incident in Georgia Tech. They just got to clean up the mistakes, man. Just clean up the mistakes. And I, that's what's bothering me. If, I, if I'm really upset, it's just that the team doesn't look like the same team that they were prior to the bye week. There's just, they look more, they look a little bit, they look more sloppy than they, after the bye week than they did before. That's my, that's my problem with them. But they, they've played well. They, they really have, They even played well for the most part in North Carolina. They just got beat. They did. They just got beat. And even though they played nasty against Georgia Tech, they still made the plays that they should have won. Yesterday, 
They needed to beat Clemson. You got you hadn't beaten Clemson in a long time. Yeah, it'd been forever. They they won four of the last fact, five. What bothered me was they they show they they reminded you that real, what got Dabo in that in that Clemson program going was a win over Miami. Mm-hmm. It was a win over Miami in like 2009. That's what got the Clemson program going. So maybe it's you know it's reversed right now. Maybe beating Clemson, even though they're not ranked, but they still were considered the team of the ACC. They had been for the last 10 years you beat them you you gave them their third loss Mario's first home win in two seasons as the head coach in the, the ACC. University of Miami in the ACC his first conference win as head coach of the University of Miami so now he got that like you said he got that monkey off his, off his back now let's just stack up another win man just stack up another win and see if you can finish the year with just two losses the question I have to ask now with everything that's going on with the quarterback situation is Emory Williams our guy going forward no. Well, next season. Let's see how bad Tyler Van Dyke is hurt. Let's say Tyler Van Dyke is hurt next week against Virginia. Emory Williams comes in and does a good job, gets another win. Yeah, he's got next season. You still think next season? Yeah, he's still got next season. I start to worry about this. Worry about what? And I'm going to overreact a little bit, and uh, I'm going to go down the slippery tell. slope. I'm going to say this. Tyler Van Dyke, at the end of this season, might say, I love the U, the U loves me. But I just seem to be snake bitten here. And they've got a good backup. And maybe it's time for a change. Maybe he hits the transfer portal. Not saying that he's upset it's with not, his coaching maybe staff. He was about to go last season, so it's not it was not out of the realm of possibility. So and, and like I'm saying, there's no bad blood. But maybe he just feels a little snake bitten. Remember last yeah, year? I, you don't have to but you don't have to butter it up and just like, you know, try to make it all nice and everything, like rainbows and roses. No. If he the the they will the coaches will know who they would want to be their starting quarterback for the future. And if one quarterback already had shown signs that he was looking elsewhere, and you said it yourself, a lot of scouts had been looking at TVD and said that they they love the improvement that he's shown. So why wouldn't he come back if healthy, not showcase his talents and improve his stock and lead maybe UM to a big bowl win or whatever? Yeah. He's been in what? He's been three years already. Yeah, it's been three seasons. So I can understand if he like to move to another. He might he might like to take his talent to the NFL. Maybe he, or maybe he like to school. transfer to go to another school. It's not a but. You have a quarterback waiting. That's what yesterday showed you. You do have a quarterback waiting. You have talent. You have players. Okay. Yeah. I'm. You know. There's no. Well, nobody's gonna be hurt. They are grown men. They're right. Grown young men. And I don't think it's a bad situation. Like I said, I think it's maybe just one of those situations. Just things keep going wrong. Keeps getting hurt. He knows that there's probably a good backup behind him. Like I said, if Emory Williams keeps winning games and playing well enough to win, I mean, you know, he was put in a tough spot yesterday, but nonetheless, won, made some plays. You could see Tyler Van Dyke or any college quarterback saying, "You know what? It's time for a change of scenery, just to freshen things up." Do I think Tyler Van Dyke's ready for the pros? No, I don't think so, but that hasn't stopped people in the past. So it's going to be interesting seeing how things go forward. Like I told you, Vlad, this Virginia team, they might not have had a lot of wins, but once again, Georgia Tech wasn't a very good team either, and they came in here and beat us. So you got, you can't take this next week lightly. You got to go look what North Carolina did. Look what Arizona State did against Washington yeah. last, last night. They held Michael Penix. They get four interceptions. They didn't even score a touchdown. That That – vaunted uh, Washington Huskies offense didn't even score a touchdown. They won, but they won, what, 15-7? to seven? Yeah. That, that was not a score you would expect 
out of that team, especially coming back, uh, coming off that Oregon victory. So that's that's the other thing, how coaches have their players ready to play a week after a big game is critical because you saw uh, the teams that won, a lot of the teams that won big games last week, they struggled. Yeah. They struggled. Carolina, um, Washington, they struggled. The teams that lost those big games struggled in the beginning, but they finally got their footing and won. Miami, Oregon, those you know, those are the you got to look at that. So it's good no, teams there's find no, ways. There's no easy game in in, in football. Man. No, and there's no easy game in the ACC. But let's kind of look ahead for the Miami Hurricanes as Saturday, three thirty. They're at home against Virginia. On paper, winnable game, very winnable game despite them beating North Carolina. Then the following week, you go up to NC State. Once again, a winnable game. Very winnable game for the Hurricanes. Then that next week, woo, Miami, Florida State. So if you can get this good mojo going, be on a three-game win streak going into Florida State, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Buckle up, right, Vlad? This win kind of gives you that hope. Or maybe not. Nah, I don't know. Uh, you think you think the Hurricanes are going to drop one to Virginia or NC State? No, I, I hope they win these next two games. But uh, that Florida State game is is yeah, yeah. I don't look too good. I don't know. I don't look too good. I saw Florida State against str- struggling at least for a while against Duke last Duke night. Duke has a great defense. They have a, they do have a good defense. So then let's stop doing. Let's not do that. And Duke is ranked. But yeah, but I, I didn't think Florida State looked overly sharp. They didn't have to look overly sharp. They looked sharp enough to win by eighteen points. Yeah. It was closer than that most was, of the game. It, yeah, it was twenty to seventeen, and then at the end of this game, the end of this, the score, the end of the game, the score was thirty-eight to twenty. Nonetheless, Miami, Virginia, NC State, then Florida State. If they can get the good go- mojo going, get the win against Virginia once again, winnable game. Go up to NC State. You never know what you're going to get against NC State. Winnable game. Go in feeling good against Florida State, and like I said, it's rivalry games. You never know. Go on up there. Maybe a night game, maybe a day game. Yeah, I remember a rivalry game last year. Yeah, that wasn't good. That was not good. No, 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 no. And that game. Florida State team wasn't even as good as they are right now. That actually was the that was a now when you talk about signature win, that was a signature win because that uh, set forth the Florida State that you see right now that haven't lost a game yet. Good job by Florida State. Their signature wins have been against my teams, two against LSU and one against Miami last year. There you go. I'm not going to Tallahassee anytime soon. What we are going to go is to the X.com next and see what's kind of trending with the Dolphins and the Hurricanes. A little hashtag what's trending here on 560 WQAM. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's do some hashtag what's trending, seeing what people are saying about the Dolphins and the Canes online because it is a signature Sunday, yesterday's signature Saturday with my cousin Vladimir Louisan. You can find him on x.com and all the social medias at Vlad2078. I am at... That just sounds strange. I call I call it what it is. No, it, it, you're right, but it just sounds straight saying that. Oh, you can find them at x.com. Like, <laughs> Hit me up, x.com, yeah. and tell me where you're from. Get down... Mm. Take it to the house. I'm Dan Day Radio. 
Yeah, man. I call things what they're supposed to be called. I don't like when people go, oh, I'm not calling Kaseya Center, Kaseya Center. I'm calling it the AAA, or I'm not calling Amaranth Bank Arena, Amaranth Bank Arena. Like, these people pay good money. If you pay good money to call something something, you'd want it to be called something something, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm talking very circular right now. Very. But if we if we bought the Sports Day, Dan Day, Vladimir, Louis Saw field... For little league players, and they say, like, I'm not calling it that. I'm just going to keep calling it the Sandlot. I'm be like, no, man, no. Don't take my money then. I don't like that. I don't like that. You spend money, you get my respect. You take me out to Prime 112, I'm going to leave that as it is. <laughs> Joe's Crab Shack, let's go. I don't know. Let's get into it right now. Hashtag what's trending. A lot of go canes trending. I am, of course, seeing what was a safety. <laughs> They're replaying over and over and over again. I'm guessing they're saying his momentum stopped right before the ball crossed the line. Is that the official word? That's BS, man. I mean, that's a safety 100 out of 101 times. I mean, I guess they say his momentum stopped. Okay, Canesware. We love Canesware here on 560 WQAM. They say, amazing win. What a great game to be at. For those saying they are not going to games until we are winning consistently you missed a great win amazing night for those of us there wow what a night let's go canes also seeing reuben bain reuben bain jr is a man by the way that's a man he is a man he's a strong guy i was gonna say a, a, a slang term for being strong but uh I, I said e- I, yeah. eight tackles two sacks two tackles for loss two qb hits and one forced fumble <laughs> Jeez. Thank goodness he's a freshman. We're going to lose him. Bill Belichick is trending. What we got? Oh, you know, they play the Bills today, so. Is this going to be his last game? He's going to be uh, fired on the tarmac know, after the game? Yeah, you know, media. there's a lot of media fans. Bill Belichick should be fired. And then there's a picture of uh, of uh, Kevin James from uh, the, King and Queen, the King of Queens. And Bill, Ch- Bill Belichick, you know, when he signed a st- secret extension in the offseason, so he's got like a smirk in his face, like, yeah, you guys want me fired, but uh, Belichick's going nowhere. Um, yeah, yeah, this is what's going on. So report has it from Ian Rappaport that this past season, Patriots coach Bill Belichick quietly agreed to a lucrative Good. multi-year new contract. Good. Sources say that at least adds some context in the discussion about the greatest coach in, the LF- in NFL history. So everybody thinking he's going to go. He's not going anywhere. Can we sign a secret extension with Mac Jones, too, and keep that duo together? Because I like that duo. So, yeah, he's unlikely to be fired. So, everybody that's thinking that it's time for Bill to go, we, he's going nowhere. Yeesh. Excellent. Excellent. That's good news for the Miami Hurricanes. Our guy, Will Manso, he posted some locker room video last night of the coach, Mario Cristobal, yelling. And I mean yelling. The University of Miami means the world to me! Fired up after the game. I know, I'm not going to lie. I was fired up after that game, too, Vlad. I was excited. Oh, yeah. I was so fired. I went right to bed. I was a little relieved, too, by the way. I'm not going to lie. You got to be honest about things. You were a little relieved, too, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, this is a this was, this was was going to be a nasty Saturday night again. Remember the last Saturday night that uh, was at the Hard Rock? Yeah, it ended bad. Mm, yeah, that was not pretty. So Get that this taste one, out of your mouth. This was a like there was a there was elation and relief leaving the uh, the Hard Rock last night. I know, man. Jason Taylor, Dolphin great, now Hurricane coach, quoted after the game. 
I'm all about coaching hard and loving hard. We are teaching players why we're doing something. We will push and demand and love them even more and have fun doing it. I think he's doing a great job, man. That defense last night, say what you want, it was pretty darn good. It it needed pretty to be. damn good the whole season. Yeah. Solid defense. That play at the end of the game, Corey Flagg giving him no hope whatsoever. Great job by Corey Flagg Jr. No one really picking the Canes yesterday, but I mean they were three they were three point underdogs. College, college game day. You know the one guy that picked the Canes over Clemson was the guest. One CJ Stroud. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. He picked Miami. Okay. Proud of him right there. Yeah, you like CJ Stroud. I, I really do, man. I, 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 you've, been, I, you've been you've been you've been bigging him up the whole uh, before the uh, the year started. You thought that he should have been the first pick drafted uh, besides uh, Bryce Young, and you're looking very, very, very. And I'm giving Bryce Young time right, right now. I'm, I'm I'm giving Bryce Young time. I'm not one of these guys. It's our girls that's jumping on and saying, you know, he's too small. He's a bust. He's not going to do anything in the NFL because that's been said about a quarterback that's played for the Dolphins. You got to give people time. Because as we ah, know, people don't want time, bro. I know. Well, yeah. Dude, remember the day when they would draft the greatest quarterback of all time, like a Vinny Testaverde, or they would give them time, and they would say, "Oh man, in a year or two from now, he's gonna be, he's the future." You never, as a rookie, played unless you absolutely had to. Remember, it took like a hell of a craziness to get Peyton Manning at least four years, but now with the way the game is, has evolved, you want to win, you want to win a title before that. So-called franchise right. quarterback gets that second contract. Right. So you want to win with you want to win with him under the rookie deal, so you can use that money to surround him with all the talent. So then, after three or four years, when it's time to pay him, at least you've had some championship, and maybe some guys will take a, uh, some uh, some deals for less because they want to win. They want to come to a winning environment. But I just, re- like you saying, I just remember, like, we're so quick to judge people when somebody says anything. Remember when Mark Jackson said this was the greatest backcourt, shooting backcourt of all time with, with Steph Curry and Clay, and everybody was like, what are you talking about? You don't know nothing. Ah, you, you just be-. And then what happened? What happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, you know what? You were right, Mark Jackson. Yeah, 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 you were right. We're so quick. Oh, Tua, we were, you know, we were quick to, including myself. Hey, nothing. Oh, you can't throw. Look at us now. Let's Look give, at now. Let, in all sports, we need to give guys time. Let's also remember. No. Remember we talked about, bro, you know how many people looked at Tyreek like he was a uh, he was crazy? Yeah. When he said that um, he could put up numbers with Tua and Tua throws an accurate pass. and More, more accurate than anyone he's ever played with. And his guess what? His test, his two best years. Well, his first, let's put it this way. When he is in a year and a half with Tua, he's putting up some of the best numbers he's ever put in his career, and he has a chance to get two thousand. So maybe we just let these people say what they say and not just quickly judge what they're saying. Maybe just exactly take a, you know take it back. It's like you know what? Maybe if they continuously do this, but I don't see it right now. Instead of just saying, "Man, you you wilding, you're crazy, get out of here," because now guess what? They looking right. And you're looking wrong. So time has been kind to the likes of Tua Tungavaloa and Tyreek Hill. Time has not been so kind to someone else who's trending online right now. Former Dolphins coach Brian Flores. No, Flores is looking bad. Woo! We thought we had one. And I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but whoo! So I'm not going to say that. There, there was probably some crazy stuff that was going on and where both sides are wrong. But as far as 
player development, Relations. having the back of their of a player, having the back of your franchise player, and what you said, you're looking wrong right now. I don't know what happened in uh, with you and you know Ross the boss, and 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 and, and Chris Greer. That's a whole different story. But when we're talking about on the field and about your quarterback, you missed the boat on that quarterback, and a lot of people did. So Tua does an interview with ESPN's Michael Smith, fellow New Orleanian right there, and basically kind of asked about Brian Flores and said at some point he was so shook by Brian Flores, he didn't know if he could laugh at jokes. If that's the case, I, I just think it was a bad relationship. And I think Brian Flores is still a good coach. What he's doing in Minnesota, I mean, that's kind of limited nonetheless. But just that was a bad relationship between he and Tua right there. And I don't know if he did everything he could have to make it a better relationship. I don't know. Flores tried to run a uh, – I think he was trying to run a Bill Belichick way. And that's, I, think, right. I think what's uh, – <laughs> Well, we know is you're not Bill Belichick, and guess what? That Belichick way, that Patriot way, is it's, kind it's of kind done. Of, it's done. It's no, outdated. It's, done. it's, it's outdated. It's very outdated. It's the, so the new outdated. way is, and he's a poster child for the new way you coach. And I know Sean McVay is one of those guys also. But the new poster child for the way the NFL is to be coached now is Mike McDaniel. Ah, uh, Sean McVay. You could go with Sean McVay just because he's got a little more. No, well, because he has a ring. Right, right. And uh, he's got a uh, a tree. Mike McDaniel doesn't have a tree. The right. new wave is the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan way. Kyle Shanahan, another one. But, I mean, Mike McDaniel's right there with him. He was with Kyle Shanahan for a yeah, while in a San while, Francisco. If you notice, yeah. And he was under, yeah, Shanahan. No, look at all the Shanahan coaches. Look, the days of. Kevin O'Connell, uh, <laughs> Sean McVay. And, uh, and let's give credit. The guy who's what's leading the, the race for. Is the guy in uh, Cincinnati? I was going to say, though, the guy who's leading the race for Coach of the Year, though, is Dan Campbell. But how sustainable is that going to be? That's what I ask right Well, there. it's different. It's a different because he's a former player. Players will relate to former players because former players know what players are going through. Mike, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why Vrabel has been able to, to be a, a very good head coach in the NFL. Former players will know. Former players know. Why do you think Prime is doing all this thing in, um, in Colorado? He's Prime, but why is he Prime? Because he was a great player former player so they know they know how to relate to the kid they well, that, know what these kids are going through so let me put let me screw you some game young man there's something about having been through the wars and knowing what you're talking about that relates obviously and we have javon holland come on tuesdays for the javon holland show in here on 560 wqa and he says i only respect guys that know ball if you don't know ball i'm not listening to you these guys that know ball are guys that can relate and when they tell you to do something and then they tell you why and they tell you why they did it and why you should do it then you say, okay. But the days of guys like Nick Saban be like, run through a wall and no questions I mean, Nick, asked, those and, days are done. And, and, you know and Nick Saban's having some troubles too. Nah, I'd rather have the Nick Saban troubles. I think everybody's laughing at Nick, acting like he can't he can't evolve and he can't relate. He's going to be able to relate to these kids. Mm. He's doing it. Why? Hey, mm. going to Pat McAfee, you're relating to the kids. I know. But I, I think Nick Saban's trying to hold on. I really do. I don't think he's holding see. on. I just think what's the – here's what I think the problem is and – we we are doing it with the AFC East. When you're used to somebody winning so long that if they start things are starting to parry, you know, become parity or something to starting to even out a little bit, we act because it's evening out that they can't they can't win. No, it's evening out, but that doesn't mean they can't win. No, they used to have the yeah, they used to have the edge. 
they had to, they used to have the dominant edge. Okay, they don't have the dominant edge anymore, but they still can win. Yeah, doesn't matter how you win. Like I'm, I'm saying, like I don't care. I've never heard of a beautiful loss. I've never heard of anybody. Oh man, what a beautiful loss that was. No, there's a standard that they that they're used to, and because they've done that standard in a dominant fashion, we expect them to win. So it's like, oh my God, they win 31-27. Oh, is there something wrong with them? No, they just won. That's it. Mm, different time. NIL. I've talked about this a lot. That's great, but it doesn't mean that they can't get NIL. Like, NIL players aren't going to go to Alabama. No, no. I mean, Alabama, they'll pay the hell out of them. They've right. been paying the hell out of them for 20 years, the oh, forever now. Joe Namath. Why do you think problem. Joe Namath went down there? Because he really wanted to play right for the now. Crimson Tide? It's a problem right now, Cousin. It's the fact that you can't stack up You can't stack up on that nope. that blue chipper who, after this guy goes, he'll, his time is next. No. Well, there's a his time could be next at another spot. Right. And that's the thing. You used to be able to hold on to him for a little right. bit longer. You had the threat of, well, you know, if you transfer out of here, you got to sit out a year. How about you just sit out this year, red shirt, and you're playing behind an All-American. Now it's like, man, I don't need this. I'm out of here. Same thing. If you can make a million dollars in Miami or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you're 18 years old, where are you going? Hmm? It's up to the 18-year-old, I guess. Up next, getting you caught up, getting you ready. Dolphins, Eagles, tonight. Let's go. Sports Day, 560 WQAM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 